Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello, we're here for More Happier, a podcast where we get more happier. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, Gretchen. Today, as promised in the last episode of More Happier, we are providing a soporific episode, a slow, quiet, yet interesting conversation to help you fall asleep if you're having trouble falling asleep. We won't have our feelings hurt if you fall asleep while we're talking. That is the whole point. We'll take it as a compliment. Absolutely. So what we're going to do is Elizabeth is going to describe some of the positions that play a role in the making of a TV show, because of course she is a showrunner of Fantasy Island, the Fox television show. They're currently shooting season two. So many jobs are essential for making a TV show. We will talk about enough to help you drift to sleep, or if you are interested in working in Hollywood, you may find this an extremely interesting and useful category of jobs. So Elizabeth, let's start off with you describing your job on Fantasy Island. What does a showrunner do on a TV show? Gretchen, a showrunner is responsible for the whole show. So I am responsible, along with Sarah, for all of the scripts. That's the most important part of my job. But I also sign off on all casting, on all sets, on the budget. Uh, Of course, I'm not totally responsible for the budget, but we have to sign a document saying that we will keep to it. We are the people who talk to actors when they have an issue with a line. We oversee the editing. So we, we see every cut. It comes to us and we give notes to the editor and then they do another cut. Uh, We're also responsible for making presentations to the network and the studio to let them know what we have in store. So it is a very all-consuming job because it touches on every aspect of production. But because of that, it's very interesting and it never gets boring. You do love an adventure, and it is a very adventurous position to have. Yes. Now, what about the director? What does a director do? The director is the person who figures out how the show is going to look for every particular episode. So the director gets the script and then plans how it's going to look, how the actors are going to move through a scene. He or she also will give the actors acting notes, say, hey, could you give us one that's a little more surprised or a little sadder or throw that line away? And then the director's also in charge of all things production, so in concert with us. So the director looks at all the props, as do we. The director weighs in on casting. 
Um, the director breaks down every script, usually into shots, so they know shot for shot what they think the episode will look like. And what does a line producer do? You, I've heard you talk many times about a line producer. What is this line? A line producer is the person who's really in charge of the numbers on a day-to-day, episode-to-episode basis. So, for instance, our line producer on Fantasy Island Season 2 is Mark Grossan, who we worked with also on The Fix. And he is the person who tells us, you are $150,000 over on this episode. What are you going to do to make it cost less? And then we go back and forth with him on different ideas for how to save money. He also will say to us, hey, it looks like we have way too much night in this episode. Can you make this scene day or that scene day so that we are not shooting, you know, till five in the morning? Because, of course, if you have an exterior night, you have to wait for it to get dark to shoot it. How about production accountant? So the production accountant is the person who really has to crunch every number. They're the person who's responsible, you know, down to the dime. And, you know, that's usually a team of people. And they stay on after the production finishes to you know, finish out the books and see how close um, you are to hitting that budget. They're very detail-oriented. And how about the post-production supervisor? So this is a big job. So in television, we have pre-production, which is everything that happens before we start shooting. Then we have production, which is everything that's happening during the shoot. Like that's when the director is in charge, is during the shoot. And then we have post. Post is when the show actually gets put together. It's when it's edited. It's when they put in the music. It's when people come in and add doors creaking and footsteps falling and all of that. And VFX, visual effects, So the post-production supervisor is in charge of all things that happen after shooting. So it takes us a long time. We shoot in eight days. Starting day nine is post, and it takes a long time to go from that next day to getting a show on the air. It's interesting because I didn't realize you could shoot an episode in so few days, but then that it took so many days afterward. I think as a viewer, you don't think about how much work it would take to make it into an actual show. Yes. Writing an episode and prepping it and then post takes much, much longer than shooting. Shooting is the shortest part of the process. Interesting. But the most intense. How about the first assistant director? Yes. The first assistant director we call the first AD. And they usually alternate episode to episode because they're either prepping an episode, and that means going on location scouts, talking to the director, looking at props, doing the board. They're in charge of the board. The board is the schedule of when we're shooting what scene. And the board is kind of how we live and die. Because if the scenes don't all fit on the board, 
then we have to cut scenes or make things simpler to get them on the board or know that we're going to be going into overtime, which is expensive and sometimes isn't safe, depending on how many uh, scenes you have. And so the first AD is either prepping or then when he's he or she's done prepping, then they are in charge under the director of the sets while they're shooting that particular episode. So they are the person who basically orders everyone around set and keeps things moving, checks in with everyone to say, hey, how's the lighting coming along? How's this? Let's get the extras in. Let's call first team. Um, Interesting thing, Gretchen, that some people don't know is we have what we call first team and second team with the cast. First team is your cast. So in our case, that's say, if it's Rourke, it's Rosalind Sanchez. Second team is that person's stand-in. So for the purposes of lighting, we have second team there standing so that they can light without you know exhausting first team. So the first AD calls out for all these different things, and it is a very stressful job. And a good first AD tends to be a person who can really keep it together and not panic. And there's a second assistant director, a second AD. Is that just the person they alternate with or? No, the, the second assistant director is under the first AD. We call them the second AD. And they're in charge often of extras, of like, placing extras, talking to the extras. There are all sorts of rules that if a director talks to an extra, they then get paid more. So the second AD is sort of the second level of person who's responsible for keeping things organized on set. Now, it seems to me that when I've heard you talk about Fantasy Island, you have different directors for different episodes. Is that right? Yes, usually in television, we have a different director for every episode, or someone will come and do two, but they change often. But then with the first and second AD, do those people stay the same, or do they swap in and out as well? They stay with us. They're part of our crew. And the reason that's really helpful is because then the director comes in and has a team in place that knows the show knows the crew, knows the locations, knows the cast. It would be very hard for a director to come in with a first AD and have to do all of that with new people every time. Now, what about the script supervisor? That sounds important. (laughs) They all sound important, but that sounds important too. The script supervisor is probably the job that I would least be able to do. The script (laughs) supervisor is the person who is in charge of all continuity in the show. So they watch the monitor. We see what's being shot on the monitor, and they sit and they watch the monitor, and they keep track of everything that's been shot, what angles and who was it on, and did the person have a pen in their left hand or their right hand? Was their hair behind their shoulder or in front of their shoulder? Were they standing on their left foot or their right foot. All of those things the script coordinator keeps track of, and it can be incredibly daunting when there's a lot of action, a lot of moving parts. And they also keep track of the dialogue. So if an actor, for instance, is in the middle of a scene and suddenly can't remember their line, they'll yell, line. 
And then the script supervisor will shout out the line. Also, the script supervisor will make sure that all the lines are being said, because sometimes an actor might not realize they've dropped a line. And the script supervisor will go say, hey, you forgot to say this. So we really rely on them so that at the end we have a finished product that was totally seamless. Sounds like it's very detail-oriented. Extremely detail-oriented. And then here's one last one before we take a break. What does the stunt coordinator do? That's something that a lot of non-TV people, we've heard about the stunt person. Yes. And you don't always need a stunt coordinator, of course. It's only if you're going to do something um, that's a little bit risky, um, that's some action. And the stunt coordinator is the person who choreographs how certain action is going to go down. So, for example, on Fantasy Island, in episode eight of the first season, we had Leslie Jordan starring. And at one point, he falls through a trap door in a magical sequence. So we needed a stunt coordinator to decide how can we do this safely? What's it going to look like? We had to build a false floor. And then we had to have a stunt person stand in for Leslie, obviously, and actually fall. Because we can't have an actor, obviously, fall. So that's what the stunt coordinator does. And I think their job, the size of it varies greatly depending on the show. Coming up, Elizabeth will lead off by explaining what a script coordinator does. But now we're going to take a short break. My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Gretchen, I got from Quince these super soft fleece wide leg pants in black, and I actually look put together when I go to pick up Jack from school. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. We all know that our life and our health can be improved when we eat nourishing, healthy meals, but it can be hard to maintain. With Sunbasket Meal Kits, it's easy because they take care of the details. Sunbasket offers 18 chef-crafted, dietitian-approved recipes each week with options like Mediterranean, carb-conscious, vegetarian, and keto-friendly. The recipes are quick and easy to follow, and you can enjoy a meal full of organic produce and clean ingredients that is ready in 30 minutes or less. Gretchen, we made the uh, Marrakesh merguez patties. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but I loved eating it with warm carrot salad. And it was so good. And it got Jack eating something that he doesn't usually eat. Go to sunbasket.com forward slash happier today to get $45 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com forward slash happier to get $45 off your first box plus free shipping. 
Elizabeth, there are so many jobs that are essential to making a TV show. We will not be able to talk about all of these jobs, but right now, tell us about what a script coordinator does. A script coordinator works very closely with the writers of the show. The script coordinator is the person who is in charge of the physical formatting of every script. So we write our scripts and then we send them to our script coordinator, Nat, and then he makes sure it's all formatted correctly. He proofreads it. He also looks for consistency issues, make sure that it all makes sense. And he makes lists of the guest cast, the location, certain documents that production uses to prep. And also, Gretchen, the script coordinator is in charge of putting out new pages for rewrites. So we're often rewriting a script right up until it shoots, even during the shoot. If we need to, for instance, we had an actor get covid we had to rewrite that person out of a scene. The script coordinator puts out those pages. How about the location scout? Well, often we have more than one location scout. We have a few. And what a location scout does is their whole job is going around and looking for places to shoot that would work with the script. They also have to get permission for the, from those places. So a location scout will go out and look at, let's say, five houses if you're shooting a house scene, or they'll look at different bars or restaurants, and then they take pictures of all of it and show you the different pictures so you can see what would be a good place to shoot. And they also have to get permission from neighbors. So if you want to shoot in a neighborhood, they are the people that will be putting um, something in your mailbox for the neighbors saying, we want to shoot here, you know, will you sign this waiver, whatever it may be. And what about the location manager? The location manager is obviously in charge of the location scouts, and they're also the people who um, deal with whoever is in charge of that location, making sure that we can get access to, say, different parts of a building that we want to shoot in. They um, deal with the cost of the location. They deal with knowing all of the various rules because different counties or cities or towns have different rules about shooting. For instance, if you're shooting in Malibu, it's important to know that you have to be out, for instance, I don't remember the exact time, but let's say 10 p.m., taillights at 10, which means we have to be out of there at 10 p.m. Another location, maybe you could be there all night. So they have to know this information because if you get somewhere and then find out you have to leave, of course, that would cost tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to the production. And what about director of photography? Uh, now, this is a very important job. So second to the director, the director of photography, who we call the DP, is responsible for the look of the show. And again, while our directors come in as guest directors, the DP is someone who stays as part of our crew. So our DP, for instance, on Fantasy Island, his name is Sunel. He's done both seasons. So he's been the DP for every episode of Fantasy Island. 
And he is the person who knows what lights we need and how to make the actors look good and how to, let's say, light up the ocean at night if we're shooting an exterior night scene. He is the person who really makes sure that we have a consistent look because, of course, directors come in and they don't necessarily know our exact style, but the DP knows our shooting style because shows are shot very differently. Some are shot with handheld cameras and are more naturalistic. Others are very elegant. So he's the person, or she, but in our case, he, who makes sure that the show always looks like Fantasy Island. And what about the camera operator? The camera operator, as you might guess, is a person who's actually holding the camera. And usually in dramas, you have an A camera or a B camera. So you have A operator and B operator. And on the monitor in what's called Video Village, Video Village is where a director sits, writer sit, um, maybe an executive producer, script supervisor. On the monitors in Video Village, there'll be a sign taped to each monitor saying A cam, B cam. And they are the people who are actually moving the camera and, you know, responsible for actually showing us the cast. And what about focus puller? This is one of those things where you're like, wow, I can't believe there's a job just for this. But a focus puller is the person responsible for keeping the camera in focus as the camera operator operates the camera. And don't ask me to explain how they do it because I don't really know. How about production sound mixer? Okay, so sound is a whole other element of television. We have a production sound mixer who sits on set, of course, with headphones and a mixing board. And they're the person who is responsible for what we hear. And, of course, the banes of their existence are things like airplanes, firecrackers. Um, I've been on sets where there's been a gun range nearby, so people would be practicing shooting guns. Wind, right? Isn't wind, wind sometimes oh, an issue? Oh, Fantasy Island, wind is is our enemy. So the sound person is trying to do their best to make the sound you know, as good as possible on the day. And then what we do in post, back to the post supervisor, is in post we'll enhance the sound or clean it up or even re-record scenes if we need to. Just the audio part of it? Just the audio part, yes. And what about the boom operator? The boom operator, speaking of sound holds a microphone over the heads of the cast. So ideally, we like to put a mic on every cast member hidden in their clothes that you don't see. But sometimes we can't do that. For instance, if somebody's in a bikini, it's very hard to put a mic on them. Um, so a boom operator has to hold the big microphone it has the fuzzy end, you've probably seen it, holds it up over the cast for, you know, long periods of time to try to 
pick up the sound. You have to hold it, of course, out of frame. That's a very important part of the job is keeping it out of frame. And what about key grip and the best boy grip? So grips, Gretchen, are the people who are trained lighting and rigging technicians. Their responsibility is to put up lighting that we need for a shot. So the key grip, as you can tell by the name, is the head grip, the person who's in charge of the rest of the grips. The key grip works with the DP, in our case, Sunel, as I mentioned, to help set up the set to achieve the light that we want for the scene. And then the best boy is the chief assistant to the key grip. So the key grip will have a few people working under them, but the best boy is the head of that group. And the best boy is also responsible for organizing the grip truck throughout the day because the grips, as all departments do, travel with big trucks where they have all of their equipment. And it's important that it stay organized so you can always get what you need when you need it. And what about the gaffer? So the gaffer, and there's also a best boy electrical, um, work with the grips on the lighting. And they, some of them are in charge of making sure we have the power for the lights and others are in charge of the actual lights. And I must admit, Gretchen, it's a tiny bit of a mystery to me of who does what, because I see all these people um, setting up lights and I'm not sure who's a gaffer and who's a grip. What about production designer? Ah, production designer is so important. Our production designer's name is Mina, and uh, Sarah and I worship her because she works so hard to make our show look good. The production designer is really in charge of the physical visual appearance on screen. So Mina is the person who conceives of our sets when we build sets, which isn't often, but she's also in charge when we have a location, like let's say we have a bar. Mina's very involved in choosing the bar. Then she's involved in what napkins does the bar have? How does it look? What style of furniture is it? She's the one who helps characters reveal themselves through physical objects. Right, like Rourke's office is a very specific look. Yes. It so reflects her personality. Yes. You can imagine how much work must have gone into such an important set that would appear in every single episode. Yes. So for that set, for instance, Mina sent us first, you know, inspiration photos from magazines or different things she had. Then she sent us sketches of the set. Then she would send renderings of the set where she would put what furniture she thinks should go in. And she'll send us pictures of inspiration pieces. And then she'll also send us like pictures of actual furniture, like, what do you think of this couch? Um, And of course, it's a very challenging job because in television, you're doing this over and over and over again, every episode, you you know, in some ways you have to reinvent the wheel. Now, obviously we have Rourke's office, so that's set, but we always have new things happening. So she's got to go back to the drawing board and has to work within a budget. 
And being Puerto Rico, it can be hard to get things because it's an island. So it's a lot to juggle. And what about the set decorator? So the set decorator is the person who executes, I would say, Mina's vision. So the set decorator is the person who is getting vases for your set, who's making sure there are books on the bookshelf, who is getting tchotchkes to match the personality of the character. They're the person who really makes the set come alive on the day. For instance, Gretchen, do you remember in Big Little Lies, your book, The Happiness Project, was on the nightstand of one of the characters. I am guessing a set decorator put it there. Excellent. I should have written that person a note. I got a big kick out of that. And how about the props master? Props master is the person who's in charge of all the props, as it sounds. This is a very difficult job. And prop masters tend to be incredibly wonderful, quirky, passionate people. And they are the people who, so if you write something into a script, no matter what it is, it's their job to make it exist. So if you write a glowing orb in a wooden box, they will come to you and say, okay, here's three glowing orbs. Which one do you like? You know, um, but they're in charge. If you have a map, the prop master will draw a map. Um, in, in the last episode of the first season of Fantasy Island, Gretchen, we were at an inn called the Snow Globe Inn, where um, they had a lot of snow globes. Well, the prop master, as you can imagine, was buying up every snow globe he could find. And then he also had to create, we had a special one that had a mango tree in it, and he had to create a mango tree snow globe. And so the prop master will often know many people who he then hires out to make certain things. And then, of course, in charge of, you know, if you have a fake knife and things like that. And what about the greensman? I think I can guess, but maybe not. Yes, you know, it's funny because on other shows I've done, the greensman wasn't all that important. But on Fantasy Island, the greensman is a huge job. That is the person, and it's usually a team, who put out the greens, meaning they do the plants. They put out grass if you need grass. In our case, we have, Gretsch, like a moving jungle wall, believe it or not. So sometimes we're shooting somewhere that doesn't have a great background. You can see something in the background we don't want to see. We can put up what looks like the jungle behind where we are, but it's actually a moving greens wall. Does it have real plants or artificial plants? Uh, real plants. Yes, I think it's real. Interesting. Or so it convincing. Looks real. Even you don't know. <laughs> yes. Now this one, I think it's easy to guess. Makeup? Yes. Makeup does all the makeup. And it's a big job because, of course, the makeup department and there's um, the head of the makeup department, of course, and then the team, it's not just one or two people. They could be making up 10 people. You know, it's a big job and makeup takes a long time for television. In fact, I would say one of the hardest things about being an actress versus a male actor 
is the amount of time you have to spend in the makeup chair. Men often can come in and be done in 15 minutes, whereas a woman might have to come in an hour and a half before her call or even two hours. So it adds a lot of time to the day. And the makeup and hair people are really important because that's the first person an actor sees and interacts with, often at like four in the morning. So you really want those people to have a calming, lovely presence to set the tone for the day. And you just mentioned hair. Hair is in charge of hair. And makeup and hair very much work together. What's interesting is makeup is also in charge of any like scars or wounds. And then, and they're also in charge of hair applications. So you would think the hair department is in charge of that, but it's makeup. If someone has an artificial mustache. mustache. Yeah. Ah, Okay. And then finally, I think the last one we have time for, though I know this list goes on and on, is costume designer. Ah, yes. The costume designer, as you would guess, is in charge of all the costumes. Um, And that very much is part of the look of the show, of course. For instance, on Fantasy Island, Rourke always wears white, and she has a couple of iconic white suits. That's the costume designer's vision, combined with our vision. Combined with Mr. Rourke. Didn't Mr. Rourke always wear a white suit, too? Yes, that's right. And that was our inspiration, very much hearkening back to the original. But the costume designer is in charge of all outfits on the show. So whatever, if you have 80 extras, they're in charge of knowing what 80 extras need to be wearing. They're in charge also of multiples, because often, like, let's say you're in a scene where you get muddy, Well, you have to then have a fresh pair of pants or shirt to change into again and again. You might need four different sets to shoot. Um, They're in charge. If it's a period piece, for instance, we did 60s in Havana last season, and our costume designer, Yasiri, was in charge of getting all the costumes for every single person who you saw in that episode. So it's a huge job. And what she does is, once an actor is cast, of course, we have our regular cast, but we have guest cast every week, she gets their measurements, and then she shops for them, and then once they arrive, she has them try all the clothes on and sends us pictures, and then we could choose which outfit we like the best. And of course, if an actor particularly likes one outfit over another, we try to accommodate them. But it's a hard job because oftentimes she doesn't know who's cast until the last minute because of the way things work. And so she might only have a day to figure out what five people are wearing, you know, in a whole episode. So, Elizabeth... This is so interesting to hear about all these different positions. It's, you know, we all watch TV all the time, but you don't think about all the different highly specialized expertise that goes into making even one minute of television. Yes, and Gretchen, I wasn't able to even highlight every single role. There are so many. 
um, that hopefully no one is even listening to us anymore. Hopefully we have put everyone to sleep with our mildly interesting, soporific episode of More Happier. Yes. But in case they are listening, shall we do a spotlight on a tool? Yes. And on the subject of rest, if you are trying to rest, thinking about rest, working on your rest for hashtag rest 22 and 22, if you want to help getting a jump start on the habit of rest, um, which might include getting more sleep, you can try my rest jump start. Go to happiercast.com slash rest. And there is a free seven-day SMS challenge. There's a PDF where you can track your energy levels throughout the day to get a sense of where you might do certain activities to take advantage of your natural energy flows. There are suggestions about how to use the Happier app to help yourself get into the habit of rest. There's a lot of good stuff in the rest jumpstart. Again, that's happiercast.com slash rest. Coming up, we'll end with a quote, but first this break. This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because it gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Get all of your Easter shopping done on DoorDash without leaving the house. Get Easter baskets, flowers, brunch must-haves, chocolate bunnies, and more all in one place delivered right to your door. Gretch, you know that when I entertain, I can get quite stressed out, and I love that when I use DoorDash, I can have stuff delivered right to the house rather than having to run around with all my errands. Plus, there's no need to hunt for Easter deals. With a Dash Pass membership, you'll save with a $0 delivery fee and reduce service fees on all eligible orders from Dash Pass merchants that meet the minimum subtotal. Other fees, including service fee, apply. Terms apply. Order now and get everything you need for Easter on DoorDash. Use code HAPPIER24 to get 50% off up to $10 when you spend $15 or more on your next convenience grocery or retail order. That's HAPPIER24. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. 
And now it's time for this week's quote. Yes, this comes from Samuel Pepys. Samuel Pepys was an administrator of the Navy of England and a member of Parliament, and he's most famous for the diary that he kept from 1660 to 1669. From Monday, September 23rd, 1661, he's reflecting on a night he spent in an inn during a trip. And he writes in his diary, And I still remember it, that of all the nights that I ever slept in my life, I never did pass a night with more epicurism of sleep, there being now and then a noise of people stirring that waked me. And then it was a very rainy night. And then I was a little weary that what between waking and sleeping again one after another, I never had so much content in all my life. And so my wife says it was with her. I feel cozy just listening to that, Gretchen. And Elizabeth, are you feeling more sleepier? Yes, I am definitely feeling more sleepier. Thank you to Chuck who hopefully is still awake as we record. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And for everything related to this episode, links, photos, and more, go to HappierCast.com. Bye, Gretchen. Bye, Elizabeth. Sweet dreams. And remember... The best time to start a happiness project is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So, Elizabeth, it's funny to try to put people to sleep. Usually we try to keep them interested and engaged, and this time we really tried to lull them into relaxation and rest. I know. I can't wait to hear if we manage to do it. We'll find out. I'm curious. From the Onward Project. We talk so much about how our dogs make us happier. Barnaby, Nacho, Daisy... We want to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, about useful information for people who love their pets. Spot Pet Insurance can be your partner in navigating the unexpected. With Spot Plans, you can receive up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, transforming unforeseen expenses into manageable moments of care for your cat or dog. Spot Pet Insurance plans extend beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, helping ensure that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered. Head over to spotpet.com today and receive an instant quote. Visit www.spotpet.com and sign up today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample-policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC.